Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Cigar Store Idiots. Uh, my name is Rob. Across from me, I have Andrew, and to my immediate right, I have Tyler. How's it going, everybody? What's going on? How's it going? And of course, we always got uh, Chief Chiba in the house. Chief Chiba's here with us tonight. Didn't have didn't have much to say, but he's here. He's, he's a pretty quiet, uh, stoic figure for sure, no doubt. He's he's number one in our heart. He is he is definitely number one in our heart. So, how's everybody doing tonight? Excellent. Good. Good. Excellent. Right, awesome. Can't complain. Good deal. Well, we just want to invite everybody uh, in, and uh, glad to have you here listening with us tonight. Um, got a couple of things we want to cover. Uh, it's our first podcast, so uh, we're we're going to iron out the wrinkles as we go. Um, so, what we want to talk to you about tonight? A couple of things. Um, when the VMAs were cool. When the VMAs were cool. Yeah, when music was worth listening to. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because it's it's, it's kind of struggling these before days. Kanye. Before, well, yeah, before Kanye. Before sure. the horses were in the back. <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> <laughs> also just wanted to mention tonight, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you uh, by Three Rivers Roofing. Uh, Three Rivers Roofing, uh, residential, commercial, these guys have got you covered. You can go to the3riversroofingga.com, schedule your free roofing assessment, and uh, be eligible for a $250 voucher towards your next roof. Um Three Rivers Roofing, the proof is in the roof. Three Rivers Roofing, looking for hot shingles to nail <laughs> in an area near you. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, okay, I got something that came across uh, the other day. I was, I was kind of scrolling through Facebook, as we all tend to do. Um, uh, Cobra Kai, something new uh, that everybody's talking about. They're watching it, and they're loving it. Haven't seen it. Have you seen it? How about you, Tyler? Have you seen it? I uh, will say I've watched the first episode and a half. Yeah, yeah. Eh. Did you see Karate Kid, though? No, that, okay. was, that was before but me. But I did. I did get a text. Okay, uh, from a buddy. It's funny you bring that up. I got a. I got a text from buddy today. Let me bring it up. So, I, watching Cobra Kai on Netflix, they straight up turned Daniel Son into a Daniel douche. <laughs> you know, it's funny. how true is this? It's pretty true. I actually, I, I actually watched the first episode, uh, and as you all know, back in the movie, uh, you know, Johnny had suffered that that fatal loss in the karate tournament to Daniel. Which, by the way, was an illegal kick to the face. He the, should have the, been the foot to the face. He should have been disqualified, uh, and that's this whole uh, series would never be happening right now. But unfortunately, he lost. Uh, he fell on hard times while Daniel Sun kicked his way to glory, selling uh, uh, exotic European sports cars. And Johnny lives in a really? dump. Yeah, Johnny's living in a dump, uh, and he's a janitor. And uh, he's eating pizza on the sidewalk. So he's, he's kind of stuck in the 80s listening to All because of that one tournament. All because of the one tournament ruined his life. It ruined his man's and life. So one guy goes sleeping yeah. on the street, and the other guy is selling exotic sports cars. Yeah, exactly. And really? Yeah. That's, you're, yeah. You're, you're not making that no, up. No, that's for real. That's really happening. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm ready to dig into it a little bit more. Uh, I was excited to think maybe that Mr. Miyagi was going to make a return, but uh, I was I was reminded that he's Dude, no longer Mr. with Mr. Miyagi is pushing up daisies. <laughs> he's he's uh, waxing that. on, waxing off in that great big uh, Buick in the sky. When yeah. Did he <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's been a few years. He's been gone. So it wasn't yeah. on the Monday Night Football. No, no. He probably should have died after that. <laughs> that was one of the best things ever. He uh, he, it was a Packers game, Monday Night Football. Yeah. yeah. And so they find Pat Morita rocking around uh, on the sidelines. Mr. Miyagi's down there. They go up to do an interview and this guy is drunk is he's drunk as shit he's wasted uh, honking so, noses yeah there's no there's no good content from that interview uh, they basically went you know had to cut to a commercial quickly so. he said i want to kiss you yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the best thing was I, I always wondered if he uh, slapped his hands together the next morning and rubbed him really hard and stuck him on his head, see if he could get rid of his hangover. I don't, I don't know if it worked out for him or not. So, so what's new with everybody? What, what uh, we got? We talking about the VMAs uh, and uh, back in the day. I think we all tried to stomach the VMAs this year. Uh, maybe got through about five minutes of it, uh, if that. Man, the guy dressed in yellow on the stage. It's terrible. Terrible I, music. The best thing, I, I, the best meme I saw out of the VMAs for this year was uh, Machine Gun Kelly. He was in his little pink jumpsuit with his pink jacket and his little frizzy hair. And they were talking about how Eminem made this man uh, basically drop out of his genre of music that he roasted him so bad. And now he dresses like uh, like your uh, super cool aunt who buys beer for everybody when you're underage, just as long as you don't leave the house. Yeah, so. but I like the fact that Machine Gun Kelly went after Eminem. I did, and well, his diss song. And, I like, and, 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 and it is a good diss song. I like the fact that he's dating Megan Fox. So that's that's a plus. I'm not mad about it. So. Yeah, Machine think, Gun Kelly was trying to get some some reputation. You know, he started calling out all the big shots. Eminem is trying to trying to Yeah, but that was a good diss song. It was a good diss song. It was all right. It was a good diss song. I yeah. mean it was you know, it was it was good. He's got a he's got because, a, he, because, because he gave props to Eminem in the song. Yeah. Talked about he he was he was a rap guy. Sure. But then slams him for becoming a prick and right. a, and and, a, and fake, right? Exactly. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. it was good stuff. And it kind of kind of brushes on the topic we were talking about tonight when uh, two two uh, two mega powers go head to head in music. That's right. Uh, you know, back in 1992, uh, there was a there was a little rift between uh, uh, Nirvana and Guns N' Roses. Uh, you know, at the time, Nirvana was uh, at, at the you know coming up the the, the big new thing. Uh, peaking you know just just blowing it up and uh guns and roses had already paid you know kind of paid the way and um you know making you know they're doing their thing and uh but gnr but gnr kind of they, they they outstretched their hands to nirvana a little bit kind of wanting them to go on tour with them metallica if you remember yeah yeah and metallica and nirvana said no thank you right and i think that's when Things got a little sour. Yeah. For the, the beginning of the sour. Yeah, you were actually the very first thing was uh, was uh, Axel had actually asked Nirvana to come play at his birthday party. That's what it was. Not, it, maybe maybe was it? Yeah, it was the birthday party. It was the birthday and party. then they That's then they right. tried to get him to go on tour, but you know, Kurt uh, was was real quick to say that they were too main. That band was too mainstream That's for right. Nirvana, and they were they were not interested. Right. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, Axel has a hot fuse. You know, he's he's uh, and he felt like you know he was kind of disrespected there and. Uh, he took it to heart and uh, w- was real quick to go out and uh, publicly uh, make a comment that he was surprised that their baby wasn't born deformed. Uh, that they both were junkies. Uh, he was a junkie. She was a junkie. And, and junkie and, with a junkie. Junkie with a junkie. And he did not want them on tour with him, which is you know, right. not true. He and wasn't. if their baby was Francis was born with deformities, they should get both go to jail. Yeah, so they both should go to jail. So one thing you don't do during any conflict is go after their kids. Yes. Once well, they, you cross that line. It's too far. Leave, and, and he did that. Leave, I mean, the, he, leave the baby out of it. His exact words yeah. were, "If it's a junkie with a junkie, and if Francis is born with a deformity, they should both go to jail. Right, yeah. Or prison, yeah. whatever he put it. So now we're going to fast forward a little bit to the 1992 VMA rehearsal. Um, so Nirvana, Nirvana is up uh, rehe- um, rehearsal. Kurt goes out. Which is actually only five days later after he makes that comment. Right. So everything's still the wound's still fresh. The yes. band-aid the it's band-aid not years later. This still, is only five this, days yeah, later. Yeah, five days yeah. later. So uh Nirvana's warming up uh to, and they start playing Rape Me. 
So the big MTV great song by yeah. the way, it's a great yeah. song, arguably the best. It, it is not a it is not a good thing to do, but it's a great song. Yeah. But uh, uh, MTV execs come in and they they pull Kurt to the side and it's like, you know, look, you're gonna play Smells Like Teen Spirit, or we're gonna replace you. So both parties agreed on Lithium, and that was the song they were gonna play. So everybody was happy. Um. So which is another great song. So. Kurt Let's goes. Be honest, they're all they're all great songs. Okay, I agree with you. So, so <laughs> I like Nirvana. So yeah. everybody, so everybody. He doesn't think I like. He does, he thinks I didn't like Nirvana. That's not true. I like Nirvana. You that, can't like. You can't not like Nirvana. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, I like Nirvana. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. So they go back. Uh, they're 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 kind of in the in a little green room area after they get done rehearsing. Uh, Nirvana's camps there. Uh, and then Axel comes blowing through with these huge bodyguards and some guy with a video camera like filming. Five. Yeah, like five big bodyguards, you know. All in black t-shirts, you know, the uh, roadhouse they, type They guys. were his, yeah, they were his, uh, his Dalton roadhouse guys. That's right. They were ready to uh, take somebody to the cooler, so. Right. But they were much bigger. Right. They were big guys. Right. Huge. So, uh, you know, Courtney's, everybody knows Courtney's a loose, she's the loose cannon. She's crazy and she was probably on drugs at the time, uh. To Thomas went down, so she sees Axel coming and she jumps up and she's like, "Axel, Axel, will you be the godfather to our baby?" Mm-hmm. And everybody in the camp, uh, Nirvana camp, starts laughing, you know. So Axel immediately, well, and the MTV exists. Oh, everybody's which laughing, which makes Axel even more mad. Yeah, yeah, nobody's taking him seriously. One, one more thing to mention: who? Let's be honest, who wasn't under a substance during? I was thinking the, the same thing. The yeah. time of all this going, I mean, down. the GNR guys were. They were wasting oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, not yeah. just totally throw Courtney under the bus here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand if you were sober. I don't think anybody. Even the MTV execs were Chief, get, get your hand down, Chief. No hands were raised hands in down, this room Chief. <laughs> But, but uh, of course, Axel comes over, and he's furious, and he's yelling, and he uh, he he approaches Kurt, and he's like, uh, you better tell your bitch to shut up, or I'm going to smear you all over the pavement. Uh, you know, Kurt's a small guy, non-confrontational guy, and he's he's actually really afraid he's about to get beat up. So uh, he immediately... It's Axl Rose yeah, we're, we're well, looking at It's here. not Axl Rose that's going to do any damage to you unless he's going to come and eat your fried chicken and your, right, right, and your hot dogs. Right, right. But uh, he turns to Courtney, and he, you know, the only thing he knows to do, he just looks at Courtney and yells at her, and he goes, shut up, bitch. And uh, so, again, everybody starts... It just breaks the mood. Everybody starts laughing again. Because and, everybody knows that... He's not. He's he's not serious. He's not fighting. He's no. being, yeah. well, he, well, he's being very sarcastic right. to Courtney. Right. And everybody starts laughing because that's not the language that he uses. Right. And which makes it even more makes the situation even more Escalate worse because, right. because then he gets more mad. He just walks off. Yeah. He didn't know how to handle the situation at that point. Right. Kurt. Yeah. Kurt also has a lot of respect for women. Like the song "Rape Me" was not about raping. It was. <laughs> it's an anti-rape. Song. It's an anti-rape. Yeah. Song, yeah. For sure. So. But uh, after after this happens, uh, you know they they kind of get you know nose to nose. There's a pushing and shoving going on. Uh, MTV's ex step in, separate everybody, and uh, they kind of go along their way. Well, after this goes on, Duff McKagan, uh, he's of course he's fueled up on alcohol and, and and whatever whatever's available to him at that time. He takes it all personal. He's mad and he goes to the goes back and Chris Novoselic's back there, uh, which is Nirvana's bassist. And Duff attacks him. Uh, they get into a screaming match. They're going back and forth. And these guys are about to throw hands, uh, you know. And again, the MTV execs once again they have to step in and separate, you know, the two parties again. But there were there were also words between uh, Seymour and Courtney. Yes. Yeah. 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 So so yeah. Don't she, forget that. Yeah, That's yeah. beautiful. So she Seymour comes down and sits next to Courtney, and she says, "Oh, are you a model?" So Courtney looks at Seymour. Obviously and says, not. Yeah. So you know she looks at Seymour and says. <laughs> 
No, are you a brain surgeon? Yeah. Which, there again, pisses off that whole camp. Oh, yeah. So it just keeps escalating. Everybody's taking shots. Everybody. Everybody's taking shots. So they get everybody separated and kind of calm down. They pull Chris to the to the, the – Nirvana's actually about to perform. So they get on stage. Um, Nirvana's about to start playing. Uh, and, again, if you go back to when we are having a rehearsal uh, and Kirk's warming up with uh, – they're warming up with Rape Me uh, in the MTV execs. Everybody's on, like, heightened awareness. You know, everybody's, like, ready to pull the plug once they start playing. And sure enough, Kurt – those chords to rape me just ring out. He starts playing it right on TV. Um, one of the producers actually almost hits hits it to a commercial. And thank God, one of the one of the execs back there grabbed hold of, of of his hand and pulled it away and said, "Wait just a minute, just wait." And then Kurt goes into lithium, so they start playing. This was all live. This was all live. Well, I, I mean, I've watched the video. I've seen it. It's it is yeah. it is and 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 you know, like I said, thank God that, that she pulled his hand away. And they played it because we probably would have missed one of the best uh, VMA um, performances, performances ever, yeah. ever. And so, and I know if you guys think about it, you know, Nirvana played played the set, and then uh, once they were done, in know, in Nirvana fashion, <laughs> yeah, because guitar speared into the speaker cap, right? Drum sets getting trashed as always. Shorted. We all know that Dave probably needed a new set of drums, so that's why he he usually <laughs> took it out on Dave's drums when Dave needed new drums. That's they pulled, the they pulled the who. Yeah, yeah, and so and everybody remembers Chris. He used to throw his uh, bass up and catch it. That was his thing. Well, this night he throws it up. The lights are flashing in the arena. He misses the bass. It cracks him in the head. Knocks right, him straight the to the, knocks him straight to the ground. Um, so claims he wasn't knocked out. Yeah, he probably did, but he was more embarrassed it. and he, he wanted to stay there. True, true, true. So he kind of he kind of did a little saving grace by faking the whole knockout thing. Um, <laughs> Dave is Dave's upset because what had happened previously. So. He runs up, grabs the microphone, starts screaming at Axel. You know, right there, Axel's in the crowd. He's screaming and calling him out. Where calling you him at? out. Where are you at? Where are you so, at? Yeah. So it's, where are you at? So everything's just kind of going haywire. But again, you know, we were lucky that that they didn't cut the commercial and we got to witness all that and watch it. Um, after this happens, Nirvana leaves the stage and goes down. Uh, there's these two giant pianos facing each other. So if you remember in the show, Axel and Elton John come up from the floor to the stage and they do a like a a duet, dueling pianos type thing across from each other, which was really cool. That was a cool thing too. Um, but what Kurt did is he he noticed he saw an opportunity, so he goes down and he sees these two pianos facing off on each other, and he's like, you know, fuck this guy. So he goes yeah. over to Axel's piano. We're gonna get his ass yeah, this time. He starts blowing honkers all over this thing, snot rockets all over the keys. He's spitting all over. Some I mean, just fat loogies, just ruining this guy's whole. Some grungy, some grungy, some grungy, some grungy drug induced loogies <laughs> all over, all over it. So, but they're uh, hairy. But yeah, they. they so, <laughs> so once this happens, Kurt, you know, he feels good about himself. He's he's giving himself an attaboy, and it's all over. So he goes down and takes a seat. Well. The time comes for when Axel and Elton come up from the up from the floor, you know, to start playing. And, and once the piano breaks the surface of the stage, Kurt looks and he's immediately mortified because he sees that he actually has spit all over Elton John's <laughs> piano. Don't. He's not even. He, he's just like everybody's. He's like, oh fuck, and everybody's like, what's wrong? And he's oh, like, no. I I spit on the wrong piano. <laughs> And so Elton John's up there banging away, you know, whatever he's playing. Oh, oh, the greasy keys. And, and he's like, what? And, 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 you know, he's probably just like, whatever, you know. So. Yeah, he doesn't care. But, uh, but, uh, but it was, it was, I think it was a little bit, uh, 
Kurt was embarrassed, but yet he he's still in you know in Kurt fashion. He probably thought it was one of the funniest fucking things that he had ever seen. Oh, so, otherwise we'd never know the story. Absolutely, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and the sad thing was, you know, a couple of years later, uh, we'd lose Kurt to his suicide, parent suicide, uh, and uh, you know, it, the whole rock and roll rock and roll world was kind of like you know in mourning. And at that time, all the GNR guys and the Nirvana guys kind of reached out to each other and made up uh, and kind of made good with each other. Uh, and as a side it. note, Slash was never involved. Never. He said he did not have time for that bullshit. Yeah. Not and one time did not, he want to get involved. With right. That. So, yeah. So, you got a lot of respect for that guy, yeah. too. So true on both. Yeah. I was going, where's my guitar? Yeah. yeah. For real. For real. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the story of when uh, when uh, Guns N' Roses squared off with, uh, with Nirvana at the VMAs. And again, like we said earlier, it was when uh, the VMAs was worth watching and it was uh, worth listening to. The music was worth listening to. MTV showed videos. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Crazy times. It was. Before Snooky. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, God. No no more Snooky. So. But uh, but again, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening uh, uh, to our first podcast uh, episode, uh, that hopefully our first one of many. Um, and, uh, we, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed, uh, having you here. So Andrew in, in words of corny, uh, Tony Kornheiser, we'll do better next time. That's right. Tyler. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. And, uh, I just want to leave you with, uh, you're 100% in charge of your own life. Go do something good and do something positive out there. And if you can't do that, keep your ass at home. <laughs>